From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture. A media mixtape. I'm Joey Lovato. And I'm Ben Birkenbein. And I'm Catalina Rivas. Hey, what's going on? We got a guest. Oh, that was Woo! nicely done. You know, we've only, we had a few guests on, but they don't hit that beat. That was a really nice, uh, you know, she like hit it right there. Yeah, you great. knew what you were doing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good job. A, a seasoned pro yeah. in with the Good studio job. with us today. Thank you. Uh, and we have invited Carolina to come in to talk about The Bachelor. Mm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Joey's not too pleased about um, this. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it, but it's really popular. We talked about it a little before the show. It's on its twenty third season. You guys said twenty mm-hmm. third season is coming up. Yes. So. The fact that I don't like it doesn't matter because they seem to be doing amazingly well if they're on their 23rd season. Hashtag Bachelor Nation. Yeah, apparently. Like, people yep. love this. Mm-hmm. They love it. I so, don't. <laughs> so, so Carolina, why did you come in to talk about this show? Um, How did this know. happen? <laughs> I think I heard you talking about it in class, and then I mentioned it to Joey, and he's like, we should do a show about it because you're, like, the only person I know that watches it. So, and I don't really know much about it, but I know, like, I feel enough to give some comment. So good. Okay. Well, and Ben, you back in the day when I took, I mean, like what, five years ago now when I was in your class, uh, you had a whole lecture on The Bachelor. I don't know if it was a full lecture, but it, I, you had like a chunk. I definitely, I, I probably had a take or two on mm-hmm. The Bachelor. Um, I mean, it, it left an impression on me for five years, so it had to have been like a pretty heavy, hefty take. <laughs> well, I also think it may be a little bit unexpected for a guy, you know, to be like, hey, The Bachelor, it's an amazing show. <laughs> that, I mean, that's how I reacted. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. What, so what, why do you guys like The Bachelor? <laughs> well, first of all, I think we should say it's a little bit strange for me to be talking about The Bachelor because I think it's safe to say that the viewership of The Bachelor is heavily female. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know percentage. I don't have any audience demographic breakdown. But um, whenever I mention it in class, just from my informal research, uh, usually I get like nods or something from uh, female students. But like... You know, guys are like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, lame. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> or they refuse to admit that they watch it. Exactly. That, too. Yeah. Or you yeah. have, like, the super proud ones who, like, want it to be known that they watch it. Yeah, and then you're like, And all the girls are like, oh, my gosh, we should watch That's it together. True. Yeah, and then you're like, yeah. take off the Bachelor sweatshirt, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. We could talk a little bit about the allure of The Bachelor. I think that's what we'll do today. We'll talk about a little bit about the allure, some of the spinoffs, and then maybe just talk about reality TV in general. Yeah. Because yeah. after all, we're coming up, as you mentioned, on the 23rd season, which will premiere in January. Okay. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I have some thoughts about the upcoming season, too. Yeah, same. Okay. okay. Well, mm-hmm. when did you start watching The Bachelor, Caroline? Um, It was my freshman year of college. Okay. And I never watched it because I just, like, wasn't into that. It's like, okay, like, reality TV show, like, whatever. And then my roommates were super into it. Like, they would literally throw, like, watch parties on our floor in the LLC because everyone just loved it. And they'd have, like, um, what's it called? Like, those, like, the brackets. They'd have brackets for The Bachelor, oh, like, basically. Oh, wait, like, like, a, like, a fan- like, like almost yeah. like a fantasy tournament? Exactly. Like, like, like an NCAA? Yeah. Yes. March Madness? <laughs> exactly. Like, ba- Bachelor That's, Madness? People go all in for this. And I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Like, whatever. And I watched, like, the first episode. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is amazing. Like, Hooked. it's, like, just all these girls. So much gossip. Like, Caddy and, like, some hot guys. Like, not going to lie. And I was like... I can get into this. And then I just kind of couldn't keep up. They're I can't. like, they're so long, like the episodes, and it's just like the same drama all the time. But there are like some like few fan favorites too. So I've done a little bit of pre podcast research in preparation for this episode. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> and I just don't, because none of it's real. Like it's so clearly fake. False. False. No, yeah. no, no, no. It's so 
it's so what do you what do you mean transparently what do you mean? obvious what do you mean what do you mean that it's fake the drama between the girls and like the bs like challenges and like the drama from the guy to the girl there's no chemistry between any of the people on that the could show. be fake, but I think like the fighting and like the no, gossip, I don't think total, it is. It's it it feels so manufactured to me. It feels more mm. fake than a scripted television show. In my so, opinion. okay, interesting. So, uh, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, Joey. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, again, I've watched a total of like 25 minutes of like like the best of videos on YouTube, and then like I try, I watch the beginning, like the first like 10, 15 minutes of an episode. Um, and then, like, I think I've caught bits and pieces here and there. From but, like, I can't get more than that into it because I'm like, I, I, I get it. I don't you, need to see more. You're not invested in the characters. Exactly. Maybe that's L- like true know. fans are. <laughs> but these are so again here's, here's char- the, characters. These aren't people. Well, but yes. But they're a character. Like they, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> so, so I think I think one of the fun things about The Bachelor is to watch the show. Yes, I agree with you. It's manufactured. I would I would absolutely use that term. And in fact. Um, and you're nodding too, Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think like the relationships are fake or like the way people act is fake. Right. Now, those relationships don't always last. And I actually ha- looked up the stats to see how many say. marriages are still together and that kind of stuff. Yeah. How and, many, and, some, and, some people have kids too. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. A bachelor baby is probably the worst child. Well, I, so I'm just, so here, I'll just give you this. Uh, well, okay. Yeah. I might as well because I already started. But uh, <laughs> so. Out of 23 seasons of just The Bachelor, actually technically 22 because that 22 completed seasons. Completed seasons, okay. Um, one couple is still together. That <laughs> wow. does that does not include bachelorette couples. That, that there could okay. be more there as well. That's probably like a higher rate too, isn't it? But then I don't. I see. I don't know. I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't look it up. And actually, uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But I just I don't watch The Bachelorette as often as I watch The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, out of out of those 22 seasons. Only eight seasons, or sorry, eight seasons did not have a proposal at the end. Oh, what? Which I didn't realize. Like, they're just yeah. like, no. I didn't realize it was that <laughs> frequent. Like, yeah, no, I'm not going to propose. Or like, I'm not ready to mm-hmm. get married, you know? That's amazing. So that, that's kind of interesting. So there is, there's there's that little bit of drama at the end, mm-hmm. right? And it all leads up to that moment. That's all, the big finale. It all leads up to the, like, the one drum beat, and then it zooms in on someone's face. Dun, dun. And it like zooms in on like the bachelor's face. And then like, and then they're like, and we're going to cut the commercial. And then they come back. And it's five more minutes of boom, boom. Okay. So here's where I think we should talk a little bit about what is manufactured and what is not manufactured. Because All I, of it's manufactured, and these people make good money doing this, I assume. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. So um, I, I, will, I will take this back. Well, well, let's put it this way. Yes, the producers of the show establish a framework, and they encourage, and in fact, establish kind of this uh, structure where... All of the participants in the show will be um, conducive to fighting, to a clash of personalities or whatever. And that's totally manipulated from a production standpoint. Yes. So, for example, um, there was a great expose piece that was done. It was either in like 2009 or something like that. And they showed how the production schedules that get everybody up at like 4 a.m. in the morning – Put, mm-hmm. like kind of sequester them in a limo, like a SUV limo, and they have no breakfast, but they're fed like they get alcohol, right? Oh my God. And so they're yeah. tired, they're drunk, 
they're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, kind of ornery or whatever. And then they let them out and they have to film these scenes where, yeah, they're trying it's to like, like inhumane. Exactly. Let them out. Just exactly. Like they, they sort of release the, the, the you know, the pack of people to go out and then you just get the pack of wolves, right? And then they're battling to try and like gain the attention of the person so they can get not only their own screen time, right? They're sort of playing the game. But then those interactions, you know, that stuff can get, that's real. That's real drama. Mm-hmm. You know? It's spicy. I'm like kind of blown away that that's how they do it. I, like, because that just seems like it should be illegal. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, but th- here's, this but, is like hunger. It's like, this is just the, like the precursor to the Hunger Games. <laughs> but to your point, it's true. this is no, there are no, uh, to the best of my knowledge, there's no union representation for reality television mm. contestants. Oh, they get them on work for hire contracts, right? And so then you're a work for hire for the television company. You don't have a representation to, for like working conditions <laughs> or pay or anything else. They're just happy to be there, right? That's the predatory practice of reality They're television. getting their 15 minutes of fame. They're there yes. to find love. And Come to find on. love. Yeah, and right. to perhaps promote their own personal brand <laughs> and Instagram. <laughs> Do you know? Sell that tummy tea. <laughs> <laughs> Is this something that you were aware of before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely gone down like a spiral of like Bachelor and Bachelorette videos like at 1 a.m. on YouTube of like trying out and auditioning for it and like what happens afterwards. And so like they always talk about how like they're not usually fed all the time. They have no phones or just like lounging around the house really just waiting to get that like date card. And so it's just a lot of just like waiting and like I don't know. And they form like relationships with the producers and they become friends and like I don't know. Lots of anxiety, yeah. lots you, of like impatience, how some can you stress. S- how can you sleep at night ethically knowing that you've watched this show? Now, <laughs> that is a beautiful question, Joey, and let's talk about that one. Because uh, first of all, I'll say uh, just on a, on a side note, same thing goes for other shows like America's Got Talent. There was a student of mine back at Oregon who was part of an acapella group that made it pretty far in wow. uh, America's Got Talent. Uh, they're called On the Rocks. And uh, one of them came up because I mentioned this. I mentioned this reality TV take during a lecture. And he's like, hey, man. He's like, yeah, you're right. I was actually on that show. And I'm like, yeah, if you want to talk about it, I'd be happy just to know your experience. He's like, everything you were saying is spot on. Like, yeah, that's what they did. They We had wow. to get up super early. And then all you do is you go out on that stage and it's like this bit, one big moment and then it's gone. And then it's just a lot of doing nothing, you mm-hmm. know? So until you're part of the production schedule, you're doing no- you do nothing. You're just kind of isolated and doing nothing. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So now here's here's where I revel though in some of the the quote unquote beauty of the reality show mm-hmm. because I actually I really enjoyed You're it. You're a spectator to a gladiator match. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I will actually bring in some specific content now uh, from uh, it was the batch. Yes, it was The Bachelor last season when Ari was, oh Ari Lewandyk was The Bachelor. Why, why'd you roll your eyes? Kevin? He's so, I just can't. <laughs> Is that like he's so cute or? No, he's just. <laughs> give me give me your hot do you take. Give, do you want to give like a, a, a con, some context for Ari? I don't He's what, like 44 or something? 40. Uh, is that, he's maybe like 40. Yeah. Early 40s. Early 40s. Disgusting. He's like a race car driver or something. No, no, no. That's not the reason why. But like, I don't know. I just didn't like him. First of all, I didn't even know who he was because he was like from like a couple seasons ago, like before. Yeah. Like, oh, he was like a returning. Yeah. Uh, that's usually who it is. Like the Bachelor, mm. Bachelorette. It's like you already had been on the show kind of thing. Um, And so didn't they used to have celebrities on the show like a long time ago? That's a good question. I, I yeah. don't know. Uh, anyways. But yeah, but he's just like, I don't know. 
I didn't really like vibe with him or like through the show. How so many I don't of know. the bachelors or bachelorettes or women on the bachelor or men on the bachelorettes have you vibed with? I like Rachel from Nick season. She became like the bachelorette, Rachel Lindsay. How okay. many of the people would you say that you like? Like just like 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 on a manufactured mm. personal level. Like if you met this person and they were exactly like they were on the show, how many of them would you say are likable or you would like want to talk to? Ooh, that's hard. Probably like four. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Four. I have to well, really I have to see them. I don't really really remember okay. most of them. Okay. Now here is where I would differ a little bit potentially with Carolina because I actually watched the show specifically for the antagonists. The, the bad guys. Oh, right? I yeah. love the bad ones, you know? And it's not that, like, I love them, like, I want to spend time with them, but no. because they're the ones that actually keep the show interesting. Mm-hmm. That's okay. true. And then as soon as they leave, then it's just, all right, predictable, predictable, predictable. But last season, I actually got real excited about the the finale because, spoiler alert, last season, what happened on Ari's season is that he was down to two women, right? Yeah. Um, well, fine. He he eventually proposed to Becca, right? Proposed to Becca. They were engaged to be married, and then um, what? It was like even after production or something. They yeah. they were meeting back up or something to go on their honeymoon or to mm-hmm. be together. And he has to meet with Becca, and say he chose the wrong person. And so what they Rude. did? Well, wait. But like the show d- told him he chose the wrong. No, no, like this was his decision. Oh. He decided he had chosen the wrong girl, right? The the wrong woman. So he broke off the engagement with Becca live on air, and all the cameras were there, and it was like shot like, you know, it was really yeah. sloppily put together. But it was just because the cameras were literally following him around, and we just watched Becca for like it was like a two hour special. And it, but it was like a lot of it was in real time yeah. and just her being kind of heartbroken or like, are you kidding me? Like, what's what's going on right now? You totally mm-hmm. manipulated me. And at that moment, the show exposed itself for what it truly was, <laughs> the pure exploitation of other people and their emotions. And I was like, that is the, the most honest moment that the show has had. Do you ever feel like, I don't know if you've like seen that breakup scene or whatever i actually have i do have? I, yeah because okay. this is like on the like top moments of the bachelor yeah exactly and that's why people don't like him because he's just like yeah terrible. but like ari also sucks. too i feel like ari i feel like he was trying to like i don't know if like the producers told him this or if this was just him but i feel like he was trying to like get like emotion out of her because he wouldn't leave after he like she kept saying to go and then i was like what else do you expect <laughs> oh like she God. obviously doesn't want to talk to you yeah, when you go through i mean i've gone through a, f- a few breakups in my life you leave immediately and you don't yes. talk for a while. It, it was that and you could see it on Becca's face, right? And the uncomfortable thing was not, I mean, it's uncomfortable because you, they're conscious of that fact, right? And she's like, how am I supposed to act? And I'm not saying it's not, those feelings weren't real, right? Maybe, you know, certainly mm-hmm. there was a connection between the two of them. But then he breaks it off and like just that moment, that display of, of you know, I think a lot of people watched it and like, even uh, Chris, what's it? Chris Harrison? Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, the host, he came back and he's like, wow, that was difficult to watch. But you'll never guess what happens next. <laughs> you know, real classic, like moving yeah. moving the story along. I just feel like it's unethical to like have this show be so popular. Like it's, I feel like it's on the viewer to not watch this show because it feels bad. Because people like eat that stuff up, like all the drama, all the gossip. It's why like telenovelas are so like 
popular because yeah. it's all this drama. But I mean, that's obviously fake. But this is like people are under the notion that it's like really real. And at the same time, like no one knows like all the facts about getting up at 4 a.m. or not eating or like not being on social media. Like they know like that stuff exists, but no one wants to admit it. And like also two people are like, oh, well, this is really fun to watch. Like, let me grab some popcorn and have like my brackets ready and stuff. Oh my God. The telenovela reference is really smart because it's exactly that. It's like mm-hmm. it's like melodrama. Right. But but it's a different there's something different about it, because whereas perhaps on a telenovela, you're looking at the characters and they're sort of just like characters. Right. And they mm-hmm. represent things. And certainly people get involved with characters lives. There's some other I don't know, like some other psychology going on when you're watching quote unquote reality TV where it's like, oh my gosh, this is, it's still the same melodrama. They're still characters, you know, because they've built themselves up as whatever personality they want to have, whether they're the, like Corinne, the sort of uh, troublemaking, um, she doesn't care. She just sort of flaunts her sexuality and flaunts, she's just doing her, right? And like, she was a great character for for me, you know. She was great. Um. Or you get someone who's like real sweet and wholesome and then they get their heart broken and then like some people Probably have like they, a southern accent. <laughs> well they, they try to they try to find bits of themselves or like whatever is quote unquote relatable about those characters, right? Mm-hmm. So what I can draw from from this is um, I recently finished a book, uh, Sex Drugs and Cocoa Puffs by Chuck Klosterman. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a whole chapter about the real world. Yeah. Which is like the original reality show where they just put a bunch of randos in a ha- randos, quote unquote, in a house. And then they're like, good luck. <laughs> is that kind of like Big Brother? I believe so. I've never seen it, but I've like heard like the concept of it. Yeah. So the real okay. world started and it was just like, uh, and I forget how many strangers, but the idea was that we took, you know, eight, whatever, 10 strangers and had them live in a house together. And then like, mm. this is what happened. Well, and so they And were... the original bad boy was Puck. Puck. And didn't Puck pass away? Perhaps I don't have really think followed he, up. Maybe I know one of them passed away. Um, but they've they've like artificially created these archetypes that I feel like society then feels like they the people that watch that you know like I mean uh, what was the generation before millennials? <laughs> Whatever um, Generation X. Yeah, gen- Generation Z. Gen Z. I'm Gen Z. Gen Z is after us. Generation Y. But anyway, the pre <laughs> pre millennials, before millennials were millennials, but like their whole identity, like all these people that watch the show wanted to be one of these eight archetypes, you know, whatever that would be. And then like even if you didn't watch that show, the people around you were then trying to emulate those archetypes. So then you feel like you need to fall into one of those groups. And I feel like reality shows kind of perpetuate this idea of like, oh look, like we're we're so individual and original while like, you know, tattooing a barcode on your arm to be like look at i'm not part of the machine man but you literally fall into the machine and i i want to be careful here because i don't want to conflate um the differences too much but my provocative response would be isn't that what like all mediated content has done i mean think about like the breakfast club that wasn't reality but it was certainly playing on archetypes right Mm -hmm. i mean same thing with like riverdale with the whole like typical like high school and the jock and the cheerleader and like the nerd and like the emo kid like i don't know i feel like it's it's like kind of everything kind of does the same thing and even before riverdale it was saved by the bell yeah you know, do you feel like you have changed, Carolina? Do you feel like you've changed your like your personality has been influenced at all by The Bachelor or by Riverdale or by any reality or any any media for that matter? Like, do you feel like you try to fall into some sort of archetype, maybe even subconsciously? Not really. I don't think so. I think I do that more so with like, I guess, YouTubers or like celebrities that I follow. If I see like, mm. oh, like this celebrity 
is like buying all her clothes from like this brand, then like maybe I should shop there because she has really good style. It's stuff like that. Now more so like my personality. I feel like I just do me kind of thing. But don't you think that everyone would say that? Because oh, I feel like that's me. Like I'm like I I would never fall into that. But I'm I'm sure that I'm just. Yeah. I'm you sure know. you're like influenced by influencers. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm sure I'm a that. mix of, yeah. of SpongeBob and. <laughs> or maybe like if I saw like I don't know like. Like an old show, I don't or not show like a movie like Sixteen Candles or something, and I like liked like mm-hmm. her style or something. Maybe I could like copy that. I don't know, but I don't think I'd change my personality. What about you, Ben? It's interesting because a part of this you're talking about both the cultivation of the self, right? Mm-hmm. Self actualization. Who am I? What is my role in the world? But then you're also doing that by by choosing to consume the same things as people who you connect with. Right. Yeah. So it's like a it's like individualization through consumption, which is the the true like postmodern kind of critique that 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 we become we produce ourselves by consuming other things that similar people consume. That's true. Well, and that's what I'm mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I think like that is what everybody is these days. There's like no one who doesn't have a piece of you know Ari or Puck or SpongeBob or you know whoever. Like there are if you grew up watching a show you're probably going to take on bits and pieces of those characters in some way or another. So, yeah. and and this is true. So this is actually what, this is kind of exciting because this is one of the things that originally motivated me to go into media studies and study media and communication because very early on, like I think even as soon as like middle school or high school, I was developing this idea for something I was calling MBP, mm-hmm. a media-based personality, right? <laughs> and And of course- that's very naive knowing what I know now, but you sort of assume that there's this direct effect. But what we know actually uh, about scholarship is that those kind of exposures and like how people expose themselves to media tend to intersect with already existing other complex phenomenon. It has to do with your own history, your own biography, your own culture, your ethnicity, your, the, the, your social class. All these other things that are a part of you intersect in a, in a certain way to form who you are. And then at that point, you go out and you expose yourself to certain media, mediated messages, and it either reinforces or contradicts what, how you perceive yourself, and you make the choice whether to adjust to your, yourself in some way. Yeah, that's true. Do you have a relatable character? Mm. I can't really think of one right now. That's fair. That's kind of on the spot. That's, <laughs> no, no, no. That's like a lot. I don't know, because I'm trying to think back to like, what do I watch? And like, because I feel like sometimes like... When I look at different shows, I'm like, oh, like I act like that sometimes, or like sometimes I do that, or maybe I should like act like that in some situations. Like I don't know. Like sometimes I look at Parks and Rec and I look at like Leslie Nope. I'm like, oh, I can be sometimes like really ambitious like her. And then I look at like Brooklyn Nine Nine and I look at Amy Santiago. I'm like, oh, I can be kind of like very organized and like, like I don't know, like scattered like that sometimes. So I okay. feel like it's a little mm-hmm. bit from like different characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know what? I mean, that's a, that's a good. I, I kind of agree with that. I think it, most people don't look at a, a singular character and they say like, "I'm that person." I mean, maybe maybe for some people, mm-hmm. right? But I think there's like other small qualities, or you can kind of relate to just elements of it, right? Elements in the script or elements of their life, and it's like, "Yeah, oh, I do that sometimes," and that's that's what becomes a desirable trait. And this is why I've said this before. I think I said this on the podcast, which is the term relatable, which has really just been used a lot, and it's mm-hmm. used a lot by my students. And I'm like. I don't even know what that means, really. So I ask people, like, I think I've asked you, actually, yeah. Joey, because I said, like, being relatable is also this quality to be desired, right? Yeah. It's like, it's automatically a good thing to be relatable. It back can't be I, bad. <laughs> back right? when I was in that class of six people and you. 
That's right. It was yeah, in my economics class. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I was I was actually going to get into this because one of the other things that I was just thinking about this that I think I also watch. I kind of like The Bachelor because um, because of my experience as a bartender. You were a bartender, oh. so let me let me just explain this. I didn't know that. I I, was, yeah, I attended bar for a, lo- a long time, um, but one of the best bartending jobs I had was at a martini bar. Okay, mm-hmm. so and I was mixing martinis, um, and it was the only martini bar in Green Bay, Wisconsin at the time. So I served like Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers quarterback, and wow. other Packers players would come in. But but what what you experience as a bartender is you observe, you know the game, right? The, the sort of bar game. Sure. And a lot of people come to the martini bar because actually we, we had a very, um, you know, we had a lot of, uh, it, it was like women would come to that bar. Like right? ladies to, to, night or something like that? Well, as a case in point, when Sex in the City 2 was released, mm-hmm. our bar was the one that was chosen to host this like party. So there's a local radio station did a promotion where you could win a limo ride to our bar and then they would take you to drink um, Cosmopolitans, right? And then they would that limo would take you to the theater, you and your friends to the theater for the premiere of the show. That is so cool. That so, sounds like the war. Well, well, what? But, this is like so much fun. Well, but here's 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 why The Bachelor reminds me of that is because I remember looking out at the bar, right? And like you just see the pickup attempts, right? Of like the way that like men interact with women and vice versa and like how the game works or there's like a group over here and then a group over here and they try and send out an agent you know to like sure. negotiate this like talking to one another it's just watching man almost it's watching drunk high school <laughs> well yeah yeah and, and and i'm just thinking like I, w- I was always surprised at the end of the night when like two people would leave together i'm like really didn't think that, you'd end up together really or like that worked you know what I mean like like it was so transparent it just seemed lame but there was obviously some attraction between those two people mm. so it was kind of like dating but then also just like kind of awkward social interactions and that kind of stuff that uh, I think now I that's where I get it in The Bachelor it's like what kind of archetypes are we dealing with here right mm. what's the game how they play in the game you know you know the rules of the game yeah it's, kinda, it's like people watching for that. It is. It mm-hmm. is. But it's yeah. just a television show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's probably what people like about it. It's like an inside look to like this whole, I don't know, like fabricated, I guess, like you said, and then an extravagant thing. I guess it also like is something to look like kind of an idealized world, maybe a little bit simplified. Well, it's certainly like a fairy tale kind of thing, right? Yeah. Like, it's, like you're going to meet, what, it takes place within like a month or two months or something. Wait, the they... whole season? Yeah, they film the whole thing. Like, they meet someone and then whatever. However, X amount of days later, they're supposed to propose. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's really fast. Yeah. It's... I, I mean, really. And that's probably why most of them don't last. I've of been... I, I mean, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, sure, they're doing these things, but it's a pretty intense production schedule. Like, you're going to different locations around the world. Yeah. You know? Um, I could not imagine proposing to someone after a month or two months or five months. I can't imagine staying in a house with a bunch of other women that are going for the exact same guy. <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> and what? also going on a date, like also, and then seeing him like kissing other women, like that's just I don't know. It, yeah. At that at that time, I'm like, okay, do you I'm feel like that's out. disrespectful? I don't know. I mean, you sign up for it, you audition, you know what you're getting yourself into. Like, it, I don't know. 
But he like, is, I feel like that's just you accepting that at that point. I feel like that's very disrespectful to like both men and women who are in that situation. But depending on if it's bachelor, or bachelor. I guess it's like who can come out on top first. Like again, it's like a game almost. I don't know. But yeah. see, and here's the thing: like the the contestants, the characters, the the participants have become very aware of all of that. So mm-hmm. to your point, I'm sure this was not on the top ten most dramatic moments, <laughs> but one of the staples of every season is like some developing romantic interest talking to The Bachelor about like, you know, I know you have to spend time with these other women, but like I'm really, you know, and then The Bachelor just says, oh, I know, but you understand that like I need to do this. And it's it's like, it's it's practically (laughs) scripted because that's and then and then the other thing is like that that's always a trope every season is like, oh, but I need you to be more open and vulnerable with me. (laughs) I need you to express more emotion on camera. Not not only because that's what the producers want, but because that becomes the way that you play the game. Right. Uh, Man. Fascinating. Lots of sob stories on this show, too. That's how you get the fan favorite. And now they okay, And so now they have. More so, there's the Bachelor and the Bachelorette, but then you guys were bringing up other ones, and I didn't know. That. Bachelor in Paradise is amazing. What, is I that think just that's my favorite. Is that just them in Hawaii? <laughs> so it's like them in Mexico, and it's like a bunch of like different, I guess, people from different seasons, and they bring them together for like another shot at love, and then it's basically just like seasons intermingling with other seasons. But but that one's not as intense. I the feel cro- crossover episode because that one like <laughs> you can decide like who you want to go up to versus like one guy, and then like. Oh, is, girls. It, is it like, like five guys and five girls or something like that? It's yeah. more. It's more than that. It's but more. it's but well, the thing they do is they they start with an initial cast and then they bring in they bring in more people, people periodically. So what will happen is like certain people will kind of pair up and start developing, but mm-hmm. then they bring in someone who was like formerly in a romantic relationship or interest with that person, yeah. and then sees you see how the the group dynamics change once the new person arrives. Have you ever heard like on the show when someone will talk about like, oh, like I really like um, like Annalise or something, but you know, I never know who's going to come down that stairwell next. And it's like, yeah. what? It's like, I feel like if you're going to invest your time in this person. That's disgusting. I don't know. Yes. It kind of comes down to like, oh, like a what if like so-and-so comes down. What or... if someone real hot comes yeah, in? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, literally it. It's just Tinder the TV show. It, that's, that, that, <laughs> that's, that's Bachelor so in Paradise. That's yeah. Oh, that's it is. disgusting. Yeah. And Bachelor in Paradise tends to be a li- I would I mean, I would say it's certainly more um uh sexualized. Oh, you yeah. know, like like it's well, like on there's the beach, th- so they're like, well, oh, it's I beach- gotta take off my shirt and but, bite but there's the also shark. Ju- there's just multiple people. Like Basically. it's not just it's not just one to many, you know, or many to one. Mm-hmm. It's like you get oh stuff going on here and stuff going on here and then, you know, so and so is over in the jacuzzi and so and so is on the beach and mm-hmm. whatever, you know. It's ah. kind of like less dramatic, I feel, yeah. than like the other ep- or the other type of seasons. But I don't know. It kind of just I feel like the the basis of what makes it so popular is like, oh, who like which one of my favorites are going to end up together? And I wonder who's going to like who from which season. And you do get really like like invested. <laughs> well, well, in in The Bachelor, I'm yeah. thinking about Bachelor in Paradise because I think I watched a little bit of this pr- last season. Mm-hmm. And there, there was just this scene where like they have like uh like a weight room but it's on the beach and it was just a scene where i was like this is straight out of top gun it's just like dudes oiled up like just Uh, just pumping like iron you know they're like oh yeah just getting a workout in you know like (laughs) what what are we doing here this is amazing that is ridiculous Uh, and then there's another one you said too um, it's like the Winter Games. I didn't watch that though, so I don't know I what went down in that. Like, but yeah. I think it was like an Olymp- at least the promotional materials were a crossover with the the Olympics. And the, it was international, like 
bachelor mm. and bachelorettes. Yeah. You can w- only you- propose if you can get down this, uh, you know, GS this slalom. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually uh, brings up a good point because there are not only are there 23 <laughs> seasons of The Bachelor in the U.S., but there are 25 other countries that have The Bachelor kind uh, of like as a show. America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, or, or yeah exactly. This is the way of television now is you want to develop a format that can be adapted to local audiences around the globe. And then mm. slowly spread like a disease. Yeah. Was it did it start first in the US? Do you know that? I think I think it did, okay. but I could be wrong. No. I think it did. My only connection with The Bachelor in terms of media that I would actively regularly willingly consume mm-hmm. is actually two things. One was the show Wipeout yeah, which oh, was yeah. hilarious to me when I was fifteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not really a reality show, but it is. It's just these people have to get through an obstacle course, and they get pummeled to the mm-hmm. ground by like giant inflatable balls. It's like and, watching like, funny videos on YouTube. It's literally yeah. just America's Funniest Home Videos, but mm-hmm. like, <laughs> there are some great. Um, so that that I don't think Wipeout was originally a U.S. show, correct? I don't know. I, don't I watched so. it as a U.S. show. It could have been a Japanese show. Oh, I'm sure. Sh- I mean, um, it's based off yeah. of a Japanese. I mean, there's Japanese game shows are a whole other episode. <laughs> as a matter of fact, uh, Professor Patrick File, who's been on the show before, he was showing me this one um, clip of uh, another. Again, it was a Japanese show, but the the contestants were all dressed up in like. Um, you like, know, like a jump- colored leotards, yeah, colored, yeah. colored like jumpsuits. Every Japanese game. Show. And there was a there was a staircase that was covered oh in like soap. Yes, and they had to like climb to the top. Hardened soap, and they just had to climb up. So, but the stairs are really angled. They're angled, angled and so you can't get a grip on the surface. And that there was like fifteen minutes of pure joy. Just people I falling mean, down. Well, okay, and then like I love that. Ja- I mean, Japanese game shows I think would be get way off topic, but I will say that there are two fantastic ones. One is Quiet Library. If you haven't seen it, <gasps> oh my gosh, I love. Wait, I thought it was called Silent Library. Maybe Silent Library. I, I love I that show. They just oh have to gosh. like do things and not laugh or not. It's I can't explain it. Just watch. Go on YouTube and watch a Silent Library. But the other one. Uh, used to be on, I, th- I think it was on like Nick at Night when I was like 12 or something. And these people, again, like color, single color jumpsuit, and it was human Tetris, where this wall would move towards them in a shape. And oh, they had yes. to oh, orient their body. And, I remember and it, that. If they didn't, then it would knock them into like a, a, a pool behind them. Yeah. yeah. And it, they would have the craziest shapes, yeah. and it was so amazing. Funny. So. So this goes back to um, even when I was young, they had like, like these Nickelodeon uh, kind of shows. We're getting off topic. Very. Yeah. But, uh, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, uh, but I'll just throw out um, uh, Double Dare. Oh, uh, yeah. Fam- family yeah. Double Dare. Mark yep. Summers. Anyways. So, so, okay, back to the show that really <laughs> connects to The Bachelor that I actively willingly consumed would be Burning Love. Mm-hmm. Has anyone watched Burning Love? You know, no. I just found out about it before the show as okay. I was doing a little bit of pre-research. Burning Love is amazing. It is a direct parody of it is The Bachelor. It is like there is one guy and there are a bunch of women and they're trying to get Pfeiffer's attention, but it's scripted. It's not real. Oh, okay. And it's it was written by Ben told me Ben Stiller. Ben actually. Stiller, yeah. And like, oh my god, is so the the one that I watched was the first season and The Bachelor was a really dumb fireman. Oh, nice. Yes, um, and yes. he, w- the women were all like outlandish and absurd, and I'll talk about them in a second. But he would, the the thing he would say, like if they stayed on, he would give them a a, a golden trophy, and he'd be like, and it was a hose. Okay. <laughs> so he would be like, he'd be like Rachel, I want you to take my hose. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and it was oh it was horrible. But so Swoon. there's that. 
But then all of the women were absolutely obs- like there was one. It was like she was just ninety. Also, they had didn't wasn't Ken Jeong on there as well. I think maybe yeah. As as a woman, like I because yeah. oh, I just yeah. looked this there up. Were like, like he, men he was, just dresses yeah. women, but then yeah. like there was this one lady who's just like this ninety year old, and like the firefighter was like in love with her. <laughs> He's oh like God. she's just she knows she gets me. Yeah. Um, and there was one woman who was just dressed in a panda suit the entire time, and she refused to take it off because she's like, I just want him to know who I am as a person before he sees me. Which, that actually happens on The Bachelor. No. Yes. I hate people, that. People, yeah. like, wear a costume or they do yes. something ridiculous or... That's so true. So, They'll come in, like, on a camel or something. There was, oh there was, there was a guy on The Bachelorette last season who came in as a, dressed as a chicken. Yeah, or a shark. That oh, was yeah, there was yeah. shark as well. Yep, yep, well, shark. A ballsy that was move. a Bachelor move, yeah. But it's really weird. So I, I highly recommend watching Burning Love. It's really funny. It's mm-hmm. totally ridiculous. But like, you're almost like, yeah, this could almost be real. Like this may, like, it's not. It's written by Ben Stiller, and these characters yeah. are written. And also, mm-hmm. all the characters are comedians. Like, like, yeah, actually, from the state, a lot of them are from the state. Yeah, there's a few show. Second City um, comedians, and there's a few yep. people from SNL that were on there even. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Ian Black, and yeah. uh, I forget that other guy, the main guy, the fireman. I forget him. Yeah, I don't know what his, his name. name is, but um, it's really funny, and like I love that because it's just a direct parody of The Bachelor. And it's just making fun of it, and I thought it was super funny. But Have either I- one of you seen Love Island? Oh God! Wait, no. 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 Okay. I don't think so. So it's kind of like it's like it's like Bachelor in Paradise, except it's like a British-based TV show, and oh, everyone man. in Britain no. just goes Brits? crazy no. over All right. it. Sorry, I don't want to sound. Um, you have seen. So it? wait. Uh, yes, I wasn't sure if that's what you're talking about, but yes, when I was <laughs> I in love London, Love Island. When I was in London, I would watch those shows. Like when yes. I got home from work, so I was watching like Love Island, and for, there, for there was the, another the one too. Ben. ben been taught in London for a, so, a, a summer. summer. Yeah, so I was there for three months, and uh, yeah, like sometimes I'd come home, just be eating dinner and be watching like Love yes. Island. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love Love Island. You have to see it. it's on Hulu. This may be, um, I not nice, <laughs> but like the, the, the shows the... that I have seen that come out of England are very trashy compared to the. I mean, I guess we have like they do Jersey tra- Shore and stuff, so I can't. I shouldn't really yeah, speak. But Love, but like, I- Love Island kind of reminded me a little bit of Jersey Shore meets I've Bachelor seen in Paradise. A few shows. That's true. Yeah. But like Love Island is just like like your typical like super hot doctor or like super hot like influencer, like a neurospace engineer who's like 23 and like is they're all like all ripped and like all these models. And like it's just kind of the same concept where like they have like the gym like at the house and they're all working out and they're oiled up and they're all just swimming and like but the thing is like it's like couples trying to pair up with each other but like the audience decides like what happens to them or who gets to go on what date. But it all happens like at the house, like you don't travel. So it's like pa- Bachelor in Paradise. Hold but, on. I need I to know. issue a retraction. I talked about this. So we're talking th- about a different one? Well no no no. I, no, I'm talking about that show, but when I earlier talked about Bachelor in Paradise with the oiled up dudes, like working yeah. out, that was from Love Island. Oh. Yeah, that was not a Bachelor in Paradise. I just, I'm like, wait, yeah. as you're describing that, I'm like, no, that was when I was in London. That was not uh, one of the previous episodes. Yeah, like, but you like win money at the end if you're like the oh last couple standing. But like the audience votes who is the last couple standing. That's so the thing. When I lived in Australia, like a lot of the reality shows and TV. They have Love Island over there. Yeah, it was, yeah. was, was uh, English actually. Um, also, mm-hmm. my neighbors were... Um, we're from, I think, London and uh, the place south of London. It's like Rocky. Okay. <laughs> Brigham? Is that a place? Birmingham? Burnham, Bur- Birmingham? Bur- Birmingham? Yeah. Birmingham. Uh, anyway. Brighton? The, Brighton. Bristol? It was Brighton. Brighton. Um, but they watched like a bunch of reality shows. And like I would go over every once in a while if I was bored and just like we would hang out. Um, and 
I would like watch some of the shows and I was like, this is so much worse than American reality show. Like these people are disgusting. Like they're just like, like, like there were, there was this show of like, it was just like, it was kind of like Jersey Shore where they would like hang out and this girl got mad at this guy. And so she rubbed her dog's butt on his pillow. <laughs> and I was like, you're kidding. Like, no, like this. And he, she had like this like tiny, like, you know, like Bichon freeze or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. But like, and so she, like, get I was like, that's just like, what's wrong with you people? And like, that is, I, I couldn't. I couldn't deal with it. It was like so out there and ridiculous. So you bring up a good point. And I actually want to get into one final little point I want to make about uh, reality TV. Yeah. Because earlier we were talking about how people can find certain characteristics or certain characters relatable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I think that the other thing that happens that's very interesting about reality TV is that because it's framed as reality and that these are real people, you can look at those people and say, at least I'm not that bad. <laughs> That's true. That is so true. And it makes you feel better about your own dating or your own, uh, you know, of... think about watching Judge Judy. There's a, a, a scholar that, like... at the University of Minnesota who wrote a paper about Judge Judy, uh, Lori Ouellette, I think her name is. Okay. And, and it was all about that. Like, think about when it's when it shows. Judge Judy shows at like three in the afternoon when who's going to be at home, Right. It's going to be people who are sort of either stay at home or they're out of work or they got different hours. And Judge Judy is all about like, you need to take individual responsibility for yourself. It's your fault. Your life is like this. There's no one else to blame but you. And I'm going to lay down the law. And so what it's telling the audience is like, yeah, you do need to take responsibility. I need to take responsibility for myself. It functions that way, right? Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. I didn't think about that. I, I was just going to say that, like, at least I'm not that bad. Is just like that mentality is just justifying people being crappy. Yeah. Like, it also... just justifies your bad behavior. But, but if you yeah. watch, so Carolina can, can relate to this because if you watch, like, the after the rose ceremonies, this is when they, like, after the, is the rose season like, is over. Is like the, after the, yeah, it's like after the season is over, they bring everybody back, but they have a live studio audience there and mm-hmm. they're, like, oh watching God. the finale. But they, the other thing that the producers always do is they show, audience reactions like oh my gosh i can't believe he said that you know and that's what they're doing they're basically saying like that's something i would not put up with right they're kind of reconfirming things that they already know and that's where the gossip and the interaction between hashtag bachelor nation interacts with the show Mm -hmm. can we also talk about how like people who go on these like bachelor and bachelorette shows basically have a gateway to like you know, like stardom almost, like they become celebrities and then they can even have their own shows. They become like hosts on like entertainment networks and like all this stuff. And like people see it as just a gateway to like almost even like fast tracking your career and like, I don't know, media, I guess. Yep. <sighs> Actually, there was a guy on uh, The Bachelorette, Becca's season, who there was the big rumors like he's not here for the right reasons. He's just here to promote his own like sales business or oh, whatever. Oh, that's right. And I forget yeah. who it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, like, People do that, and actually, um, I was looking up some of the former, um, the like the runners up of the mm-hmm. on the Bachelor, and yeah, they're like top like Instagram. You know, they have like millions of followers on Instagram, and they're doing yeah. this whole kind of like 
social media kind of stuff as well. Because mm-hmm. then the girls also see them as just like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cute. I'm going to follow him. And so, mm-hmm. like, they follow them. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, on Twitter, selling, like, Dean, t-shirts. what's his name? Like, his his username is Deanie Babies. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate that I know that. But, like, uh, Dean, like, the one who was, like, everyone was, like, in love with him. He was on Rachel's season, I think. Okay. Anyways, he replied to me on Twitter, and I was like, wow. Whoa. I know. I was like, I love him. That's a big deal. <laughs> well, that is a big deal. My yeah. cousin has a dog named Dean, and he we call him Deanie Baby sometimes. I don't know if it has anything to do with the bachelor, I don't know. <laughs> probably probably okay, not. That's crazy. Yeah, but he was like, okay, the thing that he responded to was like he was like rating dogs on Twitter, and so girls were just tweeting him pictures of their dogs, and he was like, oh my gosh, like 10 out of 10, this pup is awesome, and that's what he said to mine. And so I was he was like, just copying. He was using dogs to basically, I don't know. But he was just copying we rate dogs on Twitter. Exactly. Which is like but a But it's coming from Dean, this thing. super cute guy from The Bachelorette. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's where I'm like trying to get to, like the whole concept of like that's true, why yeah. they become so popular. And then when you get that interaction, you're like, oh my gosh, Dean from The Bachelor yeah. just tweeted me. And I saw him at my internship when I interned at iHeart. Like, he came in because, like, they do their you, you, podcast there. You interned there. at iHeartRadio. Yeah, iHeartRadio. Yeah, in sorry. Yes, mm-hmm. in LA. And he walked in and he was like, I saw him and I was like, hi, Dean. And he was like, hi. And then he walked in. I was like, wow. Did you do <laughs> I was the th- like starstruck. Did you do the thing where you were like, you responded to me on Twitter. No, no, no. That was after he responded to me after I saw him, uh, or maybe okay. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think of it in the moment. I was so like overwhelmed. But no, like Ben would walk in because like Ben Higgins, I think. Oh yeah, Ben. Yeah, H- like popular, he, popular uh, Bachelor. Yeah, like he does his like he records his podcast there, and like all the people there are like friends with people from the Bachelor, and like someone knows someone. Like so, I don't know. We should uh, we should get one of those Bachelors. I believe on the episode. I believe it was Ben uh, Higgins that had Lauren. Was his person? I think so. As yeah. they, they went together? It was a cute couple. Didn't they break up? Are they? I mean, yeah. there's one left. <laughs> yeah, there's actually one that's, that's still together. Well, should we get into some uh, emerging culture let's real do, quick? Hey, why don't we watch this, the previews for the upcoming season? Heck yeah. All right, let's do it. And we are back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're back. Woo. We're back. So, uh, <laughs> upcoming season of The Bachelor will feature Colton. 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 He looks like a former football player. Yep. Uh, he doesn't look, he doesn't look he, like a pleasant human. Well, and to, to the point earlier, like this is somebody. Unfair. This is somebody who was on um, Becca's season as well. Ah, callback. Uh, yeah, it's, they're all callbacks. They just they they try and find someone from the previous season or whatever to become. Uh, the Bachelor or Bachelorette, respectively. Mm-hmm. And um, at love. And Carolina and I, we both kind of looked at each other. We said, Colton, huh? Not a big fan. Mm-mm. Not a big fan. I'm also not a fan of Colton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just, you don't even uh, know him. Take, yeah. take that, Colton. <laughs> yeah, take that. Um, yeah, so Colton, Colton uh, is making a comeback. So he was a former football player, right? And mm-hmm. uh, claims, at least on the last... Um, so, well... Should we unfold the story as it unfolded throughout the course of the season? Because we it was should. it was very interesting the way that Colton's story developed. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could tell that, like, I feel like starting off when I saw, like, the cast, I was like, okay, this is, like, the like the player. Like, he's the a player. player. Yeah, yeah, he's the everybody, player. Everybody expected him. He's like, he's the player. A football uh, player. Former football player. <laughs> and, like, you know, just the, you know, he just kind of had that, that he carried himself in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, oh. And the other thing they did to reinforce that was that um, there was another woman who was on the show, uh, Tia. Tia, yes. Tia had come back on and said, oh, I need to let you know that I previously was involved with Colton. 
So it's like, oh, mm. sure, the plot thickens here. You know, we had that little drama that played out. And For a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> Into Bachelor in Paradise. Too long. And then, lo and behold, Colton admits, a tearful Colton admits to the camera, um, and it, it took him a lot of courage to admit this, that he is, in fact, a virgin. And then Becca got up and left. Like, that's literally how they, like, edited it. Yeah. Yeah. I have no words for this show. Carolina just dropped an edited it. Edited it. Ed, edit and it. the edited, edited it. it. Edited <laughs> we had a whole we had a whole um, uh, bonus content it. on that. Well, so, speaking of bonus content, if you want access to bonus content like Ed edit and the edited it's or Carolina talking about uh, we pink, talked pink we talked about pink eyed dogs <laughs> and uh, influencers. Influencers. Yeah. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast on Patreon. I'm just gonna leave you guys with this final thought. All right. I think it's unethical to watch The Bachelor and perpetuate this disgusting show. Hmm. Not a bad take. Probably still gonna watch it. Probably still gonna watch it yeah. too. You guys are horrible. All right. Well, hey, <laughs> it's research for me. Sure it is. <laughs> well, hey, Carolina, it's been great having you on. Thank you for yeah, being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. This has been great. Um, actually, if you guys, if the, uh, you audience members out there have any any hot takes or anything you want to say to me about being wrong about The Bachelor. Uh, you can email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can also follow us on all the social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, Facebook's active. the most active. Although yep. we've got some sweet Insta pics, so check those out. And Ooh. some disturbing ones. And some disturbing <laughs> We do. Um, thank you for listening. Oh, our, our song, as always, is uh, Finder by People With Bodies. This has been Residual Culture. I'm Ben Birkenbein. I'm Joey Lovato. I'm Carolina Rivas. Get into it. Get into it.